Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Our first guest today is the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, who has met with representatives from social media companies about her concerns about children's safety online. Good evening to you, Minister. Who did you meet and what did you discuss? Good evening, Matt. Um, yes, you're c- correct. Um, I did host a social media summit at the Department of Education today, and that included representatives from Meta, Google, Microsoft, TikTok, and also was very pleased that um, with a uh, telecommunications or mobile phone providers were also um, uh, present. That would be Three Ireland, Vodafone, Tesco, and, and IBEC were also present. And really, the, the purpose of uh, my discussion was to... Um, ensure that we are doing all that we can do in terms of ensuring that young people are safe um, in terms of, you know, how they engage with social media platforms, um, safe in terms of the use of smartphones. And look, we had a very constructive and, um, I suppose, robust discussion on these issues. Some of the issues I raised were particularly around age verification. Um, you know, we are told social media platforms would say that, you know, um, those who engage must be over 13 years of age, but I think we all know, I, I know from my own experience, I know from visiting schools and dealing with parents, that we have children much, much younger who are engaging um, with social media platforms, and that means that they're open to content that is not at all um, appropriate uh, to them. So uh, very keen that, you know, um, these social media platforms would um, provide um, provide for ensuring that the children who say they are a particular age, that that can be verified so that we would have age, ver- age verification. And I, I don't mind the mechanism that they would use. You know, I, you know I, I know some have suggested whether it's uploading documents like passports or live selfie or whatever. Now, the, the companies um, expressed um, a view that, you know, um, they wouldn't be comfortable with that. So, as I said, I made it very clear to them. I, I don't mind the mechanism. I have no issue with the type of mechanism that w- they would use. I'm not prescriptive there. But they must really they must introduce an age verification. We want children to be safe. We want to ensure that they are protected. And I also made the point, like, this is not an anti-social media or anti-mobile phone um, rant in the Department of Education. I see the enormous benefit of uh, social media, of technology, the enormous benefit of um, mobile phones and telecommunications and, and all of that. It's, it's hugely, hugely positive. But it also brings with the challenges. And I did say to them, they have enormous power in this space so they also have enormous responsibility and duty of care so in terms of the sorry minister can I just come in there because without in any way wishing to defend or be seen as a spokesperson for these social media companies who are often accused of running algorithms to try and bring more sensational and often dangerous behaviour towards young people but isn't the ultimate age verification the responsibility of parents to make sure that they don't allow their children to have the type of smartphones that can access these social media sites or that if they are going onto laptops or PCs at home or onto iPads that there are blocks put in place which are available to ensure that those particular devices can't access this type of content. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely accept and, and you know that there is a responsibility from everyone here. There, so there is a responsibility for parents and there is a responsibility also, however, I would say uh, for the social media platforms and equally so for the mobile phone providers. 
for example, a point that was raised with me, and I think it's a very good one, you know, in the 50s and 60s, you know, when people um, were, were driving and if there were, you know, any faults to be found, you know, companies would always say, well, no, it's the driver. The driver is 100% culpable. He is 100% responsible. And yet then over time, we realised that cars actually could also be made more safe. So there was the introduction of, you know, seat belts, the introduction of airbags. So the provider, the manufacturer of the car has a responsibility to make his product as safe as possible. I would suggest that the social media platforms have a responsibility to ensure that when they say, and this is what they say, they say that no child under 13 years of age can access their social media platform, then they have a responsibility to ensure that that's the case because they make that claim. Is it technically possible though? Absolutely. Uh, you know, for example, you know, I, I, I'm not prescriptive on the type of mechanism that you would use. So, uh, you know, I know some would suggest whether it's uploading documents like passports or whether it's a live selfie that we see done in, you know, for, for um, other issues. But Sorry, would there not be data protection problems with that, and particularly uh, when you're dealing with those under the age of 18? And, and, and again, if, if that's the case and if there's, a, you know, if that's uncomfortable, I, I'm, I'm just saying I'm not prescriptive at all. I, 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 you know, but there has to be a mechanism found. That, that's what we're asking for. Find the mechanism. I mean, I would expect that the innovation and capability and expertise is there because they're running such very significant social media platforms and indeed, um, you know, um, and otherwise, so it doesn't matter to me the type of mechanism other than the fact that it is a mechanism that will guarantee that no child under 13 is viewing um, content or has access to social media platforms that are not appropriate and that no parent or guardian would want them to have access to. So there's a duty of care here. Okay, does that mean um, though we're giving up on the 13 to 17 year olds? No, I'm just in the, I'm making the example uh, of the fact that Many of these platforms say that children under 13 do not have access to their, um, are not being facilitated okay. like on social media platforms. I'm saying to you that I know that there is evidence patently pointing to the fact that that's actually not true. Okay, we, we are focusing very much on inappropriate content, but what about also interactions which lead to what's known as cyberbullying? Now, what responsibility might the phone companies have in relation to that as much as the social media platforms? Oh yeah, ab absolutely, and I really was very pleased that um, we had such a representation today from um, you know, telecommunications, from mobile phone providers and, and those working in that space. Uh, and again, you know, I did invite them, um, you know, we're doing a body of work here, working with parents and in the Department of Education. And, you know, I did invite them that in principle, they might support the position that we have taken to support parents to hold off on purchasing smartphones for, for children at primary school. Now that um, support in principle wasn't forthcoming today, but they, you know, um, they, they did commit to engaging um, further on it. But we're very conscious of, you know, many of the issues, for example, that are being raised with me are, are things like, um, you know, as you have referenced there, whether it's cyberbullying, uh, on other platforms we're seeing things like, um, on a variety of platforms, whether it's sextortion is another one that's been raised with me, where an adult can... I feel like fool a minor into um, encouraging them to send, you know, explicit material, inappropriate material to them. And then there may well be a, a financial, you know, um, consideration after that again. Or, or filtering. Filtering was another one that was raised with me, how images are being doctored and um, so far from reality and the, the pressure that that's putting on, on young people as they view 
um, inaccurate, unrealistic, untruthful, if you like, um, imagery. And I suppose we're, we know so much now, you know, the US Surgeon General has issued an advisory pointing to, you know, the well-being impact um, on young people. So we know all of this now, aside from the fact that we know of the great power and potential um, of of these platforms and, and mobile phones, but we also know that there's an inherent challenge, that there's an inherent um, problem that it can be misused. And simply what we're asking today is that the social media platforms, the mobile phone uh, sector, that they would step up to the plate. Now, I, I recognise Commissioner Le Man are doing a huge body of work in this space. There will ultimately be huge um, ramifications in terms of fines, 20 million euro or 10% of the company's turnover or whatever. But in the first instance, we're saying, look, we know this is a problem. We know it's an issue. Before it even goes that far, could you join us on this journey of working to support parents, guardians, families, and ultimately protecting children and young people? You gave us a list of those who attended, which included uh, Meta, which of course has Instagram, WhatsApp, Facebook probably isn't relevant to the under-13s, the likes of TikTok and all the mobile phone providers. Uh, did Twitter, which now calls itself X, did it turn up? No, we didn't have representation from them today, no. Okay, so the so-called... With Microsoft also. Okay, the so-called champions of free speech, Twitter, yeah. Uh, one other thing I want to ask you about, Minister, it's totally separate, but it came up in this programme in recent weeks. The extraordinary situation whereby we have number of children who are not likely to have a secondary school to go to next September because in their local area there simply aren't enough places and they've been offered the alternative of nine hours homeschooling, which, as we heard from contributors to the programme, might be absolutely impossible for parents to provide alongside somebody been sent to them for nine hours. Why don't you just get on with in areas of high population where we know that there are lots of houses and apartments been built with putting in the additional school places? Yeah, and, and thanks very much, uh, Matt, for raising that. Um, in the first instance, I, I do have to say, look, I... I absolutely understand the worry and the frustration for families. And I, I say families because I know everybody's involved in this when they are, have a child in primary school and they're trying to um, you know, make provision for them the following September to be at post-primary. I know everybody is caught up in that. And I, I don't underestimate the stress that that causes for parents. But I do want to assure parents that we are working through it. We are very confident that we will have the appropriate places in place for September of 24, for the 24-25 school year. In terms of the building that you're saying getting on with it, I want to assure you we are getting on with it. Over the lifetime of this government, more than 800 uh, you know, school building projects have been completed. There are presently 300 projects at construction at a cost of 4.2 billion. But that's no consolation. I absolutely understand the parent who presently wondering, will my child get into um, post-primary school in September? And what I want to say to, the, uh, to parents in that respect is that we're conscious that many parents, as is their right, um, make multiple applications to a number of different schools. So therefore, there is a difficulty in ascertaining the true picture of how many places are required. Now, we've asked schools to share the data with the department. We're currently working with schools on a one-to-one -one basis, and in many instances that has been done. And so, as that has been done, we're making the additional places available. And I know you would wonder, and how do we magic up a building? So what we do is, like, if there's space within a building, additional classes is, uh, is sanctioned. If there isn't, we provide modular accommodation. And in this past number of days, we've already in some areas where there is a high volume of growth, we have 
uh, made announcements around additional places being made available, for example, in Wicklow or, or wherever. And we will make more available as the truer figures are becoming available to us. So I really do want to assure parents, I, I understand the stress and challenge for them, but I do want to assure them we are working on a case-by-case basis um, with the schools to ensure that places will be available for all students next year. We run a very big operation. We have one million children in school in the system, but we are prepared to do whatever it takes to ensure that those places will be provided for September. We see. Thank you very much, Minister for Education, Norma Foley. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.